السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام الأتمان الأكملان على نبي الله محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد Brothers Sisters in Faith حياكم الله and welcome to your عقيدة class and uh, I look forward to this discussion because it's just the قدر of Allah عز وجل and his ultimate wisdom that uh, the chapters that we are covering right now are so relevant to the uh, problems that we're having, right? So a lot of the things, as you saw yesterday in the tafsir class, it was very relevant to the da'wah scene. And today it's going to get even more relevant. So, uh, yeah, so buckle up and please avoid uh, commenting and, and, you know, having discussions and asking questions on the chat yet. Please leave that until the end so that we can focus on the class. Barakallahu feekum jami'an wa jazakumullahu khayran. Tamam. So where did we stop? We stopped right here. Qawluhu, meaning the statement of Shaykh Sabah Taymi rahimahullah. Wa yarawna iqamat al-hajji wal-jihadi wal-jum'i wal-a'yadi ma'al umara'i abraran kanu aw fujjara. وَيُحَافِظُونَ عَلَى الْجَمَاعَاتِ أهل السنة والجماعة they uphold they uphold the establishment of hajj and fighting in the cause of Allah and oh yeah the PDF so right okay there you are guys my fault hello so the establishment of the uh, Hajj, uh, the fighting in the cause of Allah, the Jumu'ah, Jumu'ah, Al-Jumu'ah, Al-Jumu'i is the plural of Jumu'ah. So the Salatul Jumu'ah. Wal-A'yad and the Eid prayers uh, with the leaders, with the, with the leaders, whether they are righteous or wicked. Ooh, Shaykh Al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah. Shaykh Rasam ibn Taymiyyah, according to many, you're not even a Muslim. And you're deviant. And you're, I don't even want to use that term in the same sentence with Shaykh Rasam ibn Taymiyyah, but you know which term I, I spoke about extensively yesterday. Huh? Yeah, because a'udhu billah that you should, uh, you know, speak or you should, you should pray behind the wicked rulers. Yeah, according to them, they're wicked. Uh, and they're not worthy of anything. But Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, that's not how we uh, operate. So that's the position. Now, Al Abrar Jam'u Bar, wa huwa kathiru ta'a. So Abrar is the plural of Bar, and that is a person that is uh, known for being righteous, person who does a lot of obedience. Well, Fujjar Jam'u Fajir, wa huwa al-Asi kathiru al-Masiya. Fujjar is a plural of Fajir, and that is a person that is sinful. And actually is known for committing abundant of sins. Not just any sinful, like a lot of sinning. فَأَهْلُ السُنَّةِ رَحِمَهُمُ اللَّهِ يُخَالِفُونَ أَهْلَ الْبِدَعِ تَمَامًا Pay attention to this now. أَهْلُ السُنَّةِ May Allah have mercy on them. They oppose the people of innovation perfectly and completely. فَيَرَوْنَ إِقَامَةَ الْحَجِّ مَعَ الْأَمِيرِ They see that Hajj should be established with the, with the ruler. وَإِنْ كَانَ مِنْ أَفْسَقِ عِبَادِ اللَّهِ Even if he is the most disobedient of the slaves of Allah. Yeah, and you have the most wicked ruler. The most wicked uh, uh, ruler. You pray behind him. You do hajj uh, with him. If he calls you to fighting in the cause of Allah, you join him. You pray Eid behind him and so on and so forth. وَكَانَ النَّاسُ فِيمَا سَبَقْ يَجْعَلُونَ Back in the day, people used to have to have a prince, an emir, a ruler who is in charge of hajj. Basically, the person in charge of hajj. كما جعل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أبا بكر أميرا على الحج في العام التاسع من الهجرة. Just like the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم appointed Abu Bakr as the emir of hajj in the ninth year of hijra. وما زال الناس على ذلك. And people continued that tradition. يجعلون للحج أميرا قائدا يدفعون بدفعه ويقفون بوقوفه. They make for them for Hajj a ruler, and they go behind them when they do when he goes in the different manasik of Hajj. They do it at the same time that he does it. When he stands on Arafah, they stand. When he goes to Muzdalifah, they go. When he goes to the Jamarat, they go with him, and they have a leader that they follow in Hajj. 
It's like basically the leader of Hajj. And this is what is legislated. The Muslims are in need of an Imam whom they follow. As, as opposed to when you have each person doing things on his own, from his own head, in other words, then this leads to this leads to chaos and differing, as we know today. They see the establishment. They see the establishment of Hajj the Amir, even if they are corrupt. Yeah, if you only understand, if you only understand, if the people who, who speak so much, if they only learned those, those uh, uh, books, those fundamental principles and those foundational books that we, by Allah's grace and mercy, we are covering, they would not have said what they say. They would have refrained from saying 80% of what they say. But it is the compounded ignorance that those YouTube speakers are upon that allows them to speak so freely about matters that the scholars don't even dare to discuss because of their gravity and their impact on the social status of the Muslims. This is the aqeed of Ahl sunnah wal jama'ah that is agreed upon. This is the way of the righteous predecessors. This is the statement of Shaykh al-Sahib ibn Taymi, rahimahullah. Who, who they claim, they claim that he himself disobeyed the ruler and he did this and he did that. All of these are lies. Like Daniel says in his uh, uh, panel discussion he had with them. That Shaykh al-Islam, the Amir told him, don't give this fatwa. He said, I'm going to give this fatwa anyways. Giving the people the impression that Shaykh al-Islam was a kharaji like he was. And there's, there are the state, the clear and the clear unambiguous statements of Sheikh Rasab Taymiyyah telling you that whether they are uh, abrar or fajar, you obey and you listen. And now Sheikh and, and Rasab is explaining to you that even if they drank, if they were drinking alcohol during Hajj. They don't say like the Khawarij, this is a corrupt Imam, we will not accept his Imamah. Because they see, they believe that obeying the ruler is obligatory. Obeying the ruler is obligatory. Even if he is corrupt and disobedient, with one condition, that his disobedience does not lead him to blatant disbelief. Clear-cut, unambiguous, un undebatable, unchanged kufr. Kufr that you don't, there's no room for dispute. Indisputable kufr. One which we have a proof from Allah himself about it. Not that you get from the news, some magazine, some newspaper publishes a, a, a report that, uh, you know, in this country, they're doing this, in that country, they're doing that. And then you go put this online to the people, say, look what's happening in Saudi Arabia. Look what's happening in the UAE. Look what's happening here and there. Based on reports from Fussaq and Fujjar. When Allah Azza wa Jal tells you, Ya amanu, in ja'akum If a corrupt person brings, oh, you believe, if a corrupt person brings you news, then verify it. The sun magazine or newspaper or whatever the heck that is is not a reliable source these are not abrar these are fusak and i'm not saying that sometimes they don't convey something that is true no doubt it could be true but do people actually go through the filtering and the verification no especially those with an agenda those with an evil agenda those who hate this place they hate it they're 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 lurking in the dark waiting for any mishap, waiting for any, any mistake to happen so they can say, oh, see, well, right there. Here, people, look, 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 look how bad it is over there. While they're living in the land of kufr, 
and day and night they're they're around Christmas and around Thanksgiving and around their million Halloweens and they're mixing with the kuffar and they're living among the kuffar and the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam basically said المشركين, I am innocent I have nothing to do with every Muslim who lives among the disbelievers while they rest in the land of kufr the land of liberalism and the land of atheism and the land of secularism and the land of democracy they're living among the kuffar they're pointing to a Muslim country on the other side of the world to say that it's not a Muslim country to begin with and they ignore and dismiss all the khair that is there and they only focus on the evil which is there and it's always been there ever since the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam died there was corruption and evil spreading here and there and it continued to grow and it will continue to grow until yawm al qiyamah until the return of the mahdi and isa alayhi salam but those feeble minded illiterate unlettered uneducated ignoramuses don't understand because where did they learn Islam from from some sheikh uh, as according to Yasser Qadi from Timbuktu they learned it from Yale and they learned it from Oxford and Harvard and they because they're able to debate a kafir and prove him wrong they feel confident to come and run their mouths about uh, critical Islamic matters work on your own self man fix your own issues get out of the country that you're living in is in Afghanistan, according to you, the land of Islam and Muslims? Yalla, to Afghanistan. Get out of the States. What are you still doing? You have to have blatant disbelief. You have proof from Allah regarding it. Not you speculating based on news and media, which is known to be tampered with, with agendas with objectives, with purposes, with people that have long-term plans and short-term plans. Hey, people are so ignorant, it's, it's hurtful. That, if he has kufr bawah, no obedience for him. And he should be removed from, from leading the matters of the Muslims. As for corruption that is, that is lesser than kufr, no matter how bad it gets, then that leadership is not removed. Rather, it is confirmed. Obeying the leader and the ruler and the person in charge is obligatory in anything except in sinfulness. This is in opposition to the khawarij. Hello? Does that ring a bell? They say that there's no obedience to the Imam or the Amir if he's disobedient. Because one of their fundamental principles that the major sin will take you outside of Islam. And those takfiri kharijis that you see online, they clearly and explicitly and comfortably, comfortably, excommunicate me and others from from Islam they take us outside the folds of Islam because according to them we're we're uh, you know bootlickers so that's kufr then they have no problem passing takfir on us and the people in charge no problem that's 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 the khawarij for you huh he did this with this country he joined forces with that country. He sought aid from that country. He visited this fulan. He gave this guy that thing. Khalas. This is kufr. He only accepts butawatir hadith. He doesn't accept ahad hadith. This is kufr. Anything that they find that is uh, problematic, they automatically put it in the area of, of, of kufr and they take the person outside of Islam. Clear-cut, explicit, classic khawarij for you. Unlike the, the rejectionists, the Rafida, the Shia, who say, They say there's no Imam except the, the infallible one. And that the Islamic Ummah, ever since what they claim is the awaited Imam has gone, The Ummah does not have a leader. And there's no leader to be followed. According to them, it died the death of the days of ignorance from that day 
until today. This is the Shia belief. They say there's no leader except the infallible leader. There's no hajj and there's no fighting with any Amir, whoever that might be. Because the Imam Al-Mahdi Al-Muntadhar, according to them, is yet to come. ولكن أهل السنة ولكن أهل السنة والجماعة يقولون نحن نرى إقامة الحج مع الأمراء سواء كانوا أبرارا أو فجارا أهل السنة والجماعة however say that we say we we see the establishment of Hajj with the أمراء whether they are righteous or they are corrupt وكذلك إقامة الجهاد مع الأمير similarly establishing the jihad with the أمير ولو كان فاسقا even if he is corrupt and they will establish the jama'ah with an amir who does not pray with them in the jama'ah. He prays in his own tent. Still, they will fight for the sake of Allah behind him. Allah, they have far-sightedness. They're far-sighted. They have vision. Because violations in this regard is actually disobedience to Allah and His Messenger. And it leads to major trials. What has opened the door of trials and tribulations and the infighting among the Muslims and the difference of opinion except when rebelling against the leaders. What has opened that door? And the Sheikh was saying this before the Arab Spring, Rahimahullah. This is way before, he, he passed away way before the Arab Spring. He's speaking about pre-events of similar nature. And then Al-Rabi' Al-Arabi came. And you saw, you saw, ask any, as one of the brothers said, ask any Yemeni right now. Do you prefer the days of Abdullah, uh, I think his name is Abdullah Saleh, the, the old uh, Yemeni leader who they ousted and they killed. I don't know what they did to him. Or do you prefer Yemen now? They will beg that his days are, are back. Similarly in Egypt, people beg for the days of, of Mubarak to be back. And in all of these countries, people wish they can go back to the, the security. Even the disbeliever Bashar al-Assad. The kafir Bashar al-Assad. And there's no dispute about his kufr by the way. Even the Syrians, they wish they were back before they revolted against him. Because what have they gained from this? Nothing. They got, they got crushed. And they continue to be crushed. And he's still on top. Humiliating and killing Muslims. Even though he's a disbeliever. And even though it's permissible to go against him. But if you don't have the, the means and the power and the strength, you sit down and you relax until Allah brings about victory. And that happens when you go back to the deen of Allah. Which we're not doing. So that's why from the conditions that even if the, he's a disbeliever and you want to revolt against him, there has to be qudra. There has to be ability. There has to be istita'a. You have to be able to do something about it. بِوُجُودِ الْقُوَّةِ وَالنُّفُوذِ All this, yalla, we'll do it, we rely upon Allah. لا حبيبي. That is not relying upon Allah. Who, 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 who brought this to the Muslims and caused these mass killings? And this harm, these countries have no security. It's this idea. It's this rhetoric of Daniel and his, and, his, and his posse and those people. They sit behind a keyboard, behind a monitor, all day, yapping like ducks. And they feed the. Wallahi, I have screenshots. When I do the refutation of Daniel, you see the screenshots of what people say. The people that are influenced by their rhetoric and ideology, read their comments. Some, some Hizb al-Tahrir uh, uh, bringing back the Khilafah mentality. At, with any, at any cost, with any means necessary, including, including engaging in violence, including causing a corruption among the Muslims. They, have no, they don't fear Allah. He's going to tell you, oh, I got nothing to do with it. This is their individual opinions. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're feeding into their, their emotionalism. You're responsible. And you will be held accountable before Allah. And forget the not one, a million Muslims, a million, a million kuffar become Muslim because of your amazing debates. Because your outstanding debating skills with some 
absolute nobodies debating about pornography, debating about some Zubala, debating whether we're animals, or you can have sex with animals. Yeah, any stuff that the, that the sound human being does not even think or consider. You bring some nobodies in the world and you debate with them and you feel victorious. You think that this is going to be a lot of good deeds before Allah. While on the flip side, you're confusing and causing corruption among all these Muslims. Even if nothing happens on the ground, the fact that you've infested their brain with your sickness is enough corruption and evil that you will be held accountable for before Allah on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Keep taking the matter lightly, buddy. The next revolution... That might happen or rebellion. Don't be surprised if the people who do it were influenced by your words. Don't be surprised. And don't cry. Say, oh, I got nothing to do with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you have something to do with it. Just like, just like your predecessors and your uh, heads among the Ikhwanis. Like Yasser Al-Qaradawi and, and, and those, Yusuf Al-Qaradawi and those guys. They all wanted to now after after they did everything and they enticed the people, they want, oh Allah, there's no ma'alesh anymore. Fa the matter is serious, huh? All these people because of because of going against the rulers. And guess what? One of the few countries in the world where this is not an issue is the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And it's bothering them like crazy. It's bothering them that we have peace and security. It's bothering them that that things are 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 people are leaving uh, living a peaceful life. They can book a flight, go to the Haram, pray in, in front of the Kaaba, go to Medina, stay in 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 the in the in this this blessed place. They want it to be like Yemen, bombs dropping and people fighting and you know uh, people picking up arms and going against the, the the leaders. So that the Muslim country here will become like the rest of the Muslim world. Then they will be happy and satisfied. Hey, now, no, now there's no goodness nowhere. And supposedly when we reach the stage, they're going to be able to remove all of these evil leaders and put the righteous ones instead. Living a fantasy of the highest order. Like that's even doable. Like the Muslims won't complain. Who are you going to put? Diobandi? Are you going to put a Diobandi Tablighi? You think the Salafis are going to be like, ah, <laughs> mashallah, the Diobandi Amir? Oh, you're going to put a Salafi Amir so the Diobandi is going to say, what? You're bringing this corrupt uh, Mujassim? Who are you going to put? Which method are you going to follow? You're clueless, you're clueless, and your followers are more clueless than you are. You have no idea what you're talking about 80% of the time. But you have. A, a, a wicked, wicked tongue with some nasty, vile language. That's your da'wah. Yeah, before you go to sleep, keep thinking that you're doing a great job for the ummah. Keep fooling yourself and fooling your followers. Allah yahdik. Allah yahdik. We yahdik jami' al-Muslimin. Walakin, hadha la ya'ni an ahna sunnah jama'ah la yarawna anna fa'al al-amir munkar. This does not mean that ahna sunnah jama'ah do not see do not perceive that what the Amir is doing is evil. We know it's evil. We know it's evil. They know, they see that it's evil. And when a leader does something that is corrupt, it is more severe than the ordinary people. We know. We know. Because when the, when the leader does this munkar, this necessitates, in terms of sinfulness, two other violations. First, the people will follow him and they will become lenient regarding this munkar, obviously. The leader, when he does this, it will become difficult for him to change himself or to even influence those who are uh, beneath him, the people that he's in charge of, or to make the change because he himself is falling into the sin. So he can't really be doing a lot of enjoying what is good, forbidding what is evil because he himself has fallen into this evil. But even with those two matters that bring about those two concerns and these violations or others, we must obey the people in charge. Even if they are disobedient. We will 
perform with them Hajj and Jihad. And also the Friday prayers. We establish them with the Umara even if they're defiantly disobedient. Huh? They will not bring this statement of Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen or those statements of similar nature to Sheikh Al-Albani. They will find some video somewhere on YouTube from some clip, some audio of two minutes or one and a half minutes in a particular context and they put it to the world and say, hey, see, look, Sheikh Al-Bani, Sheikh Ibn Ba'ath, Sheikh Ibn Uthameen, they all called for also uh, doing inkar of the Amir in, in, in Alan, Alanan, publicly. And all of this doesn't, doesn't register with them. Why? Because these people don't study books. They don't study books. They don't teach books. These people are YouTube researchers. That's it. So when he wants to prove his point, he will search on YouTube for something that is in line with this point. When he finds it, he'll say, Alhamdulillah, I found something from Bin Uthaymeen where he says this. I found something from Sheikh Albani said that. Besides the fact that 90% of the time, I bet you it's not even him. It's his followers who say, look, Sheikh, I found this. Yalla, use it against them. He's just basically collecting data from people. He's a mouthpiece for the people without even having knowledge to assess the matters that he's conveying. It's sad, wallah. It's a sad state we're in. فالأمير إذا كان يشرب الخمر مثلاً If the leader drank alcohol ويظلم الناس بأمورهم And he oppressed people regarding their wealth. نصلي خلفه الجماعة الجمعة We pray Jumu'a behind him. وتصح الصلاة And the salah is sound. حتى إن أهل السنة والجماعة يرون صحة الجمعة خلف الأمير المبتدع إذا لم تصل بدعته إلى الكفر. Rather, أهل السنة والجماعة They see the validity of Jumu'a behind an innovator ruler. A ruler who's an innovator, provided that his innovation does not lead to disbelief. Because they see that differing with him regarding those matters is evil. But it is not befitting for the Amir who's leading the Jama'ah to fall into these uh, violations. وكذلك أيضا إقامة الأعياد مع الأمراء الذين يصل يصلون بهم أبرارا كانوا أو فجارا. Similarly, the establishment of the Eid prayer with the أمراء that lead them in salah, whether they are corrupt, whether they are righteous or corrupt. وبهذه الطريق الهادئة. And with this, uh, with this tranquil, tranquil? No. With this uh, calm path, يتبين أن الدين الإسلامي وصل بين الغالي فيه والجافي عنه. You understand that the religion Islam of uh, the religion of Islam. Is in the middle path between the one who's extreme regarding it and the one who's negligent about it. فقد يقول قائل a person may say كيف نصلي خلف هؤلاء ونتابعهم في الحج والجهاد والجمعة والعيد. If someone would say, how in the world are we supposed to pray behind those people and follow them in Hajj and Jihad and, and Fridays and Eid? How when they are so evil? فنقول لأنهم أئمتنا. We say because they are the, our rulers. We owe to them hearing and obeying. Because we are fulfilling the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal who told us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who told us, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu atiullah wa atiul rasula wa ulil amri minkum. Oh you who have, oh you who believe, obey Allah and obey the messenger and those of you who are in authority. Obey those of you who are in authority. وَلِأَمْرِ النَّبِيِّ صلى الله عليه وسلم. And because of the statement of the Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم, he said, إِنَّكُمْ سَتَرَوْنَ بَعْدِي أَثَرَةً وَأُمُورًا تُنْكِرُونَهَا You will see after me people giving preference to things and people over others and matters that you will object to, matters that will, will, will bother you. قَالُوا فَمَا تَأْمُرُنَا يَا رَسُولُ, يا رسول اللَّهِ This is in Bukhari and Muslim. They said, what do you command us, O Messenger of Allah? قَالَ أَدُّوا إِلَيْهِمْ حَقَّهُمْ وَسَلُوا اللَّهِ حَقَّكُمْ He said, give them their right and ask Allah for your right. <laughs> ya Rabbi, Ya Rabbi, how clearer do things have to be for those innovators? How much clearer does it have to be? When the Prophet ﷺ said, you will see after me preference. You will see matters that will bother you, matters that you will object to. Hello? What do you order us, O Messenger of Allah? Give them their right and ask Allah for your right. But now, do they do that? No. They want to ask for their right from on the mimbar, on the pulpit. And they want to ask for them on their round table. And they want to ask for them on their podcasts. And they want to publicize it and ask for their rights all over the place. You say you're disobeying the message of Allah. Say, la, 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 la. 
Ah, Sheikh, the Sunnah, Ayy Sunnah. Yeah, we're we're the we're the brave ones. Hey, but we'll see how brave you are against the fire. When when you know that we're only wallahi, the only reason why we are the way we are is because of these ahadith and these ayat. Otherwise, this dunya is worth nothing. Anything is anything is 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 worth is worth it fi sabilillah. Wallah, no matter what happens for you and to you by anyone, if you do it fi sabilillah, wallahi, it's worth it. So what holds us back is not fear. Let it be. But is this? I don't want to disobey the Prophet ﷺ. And you shouldn't either. A sincere advice to the followers of the Hizb al-Tahrir and any anyone who calls to khuruj and takfir. A sincere advice. Protect yourself. Don't choose anyone over the Prophet ﷺ. Take those ahadith face value. Act upon them. Even if some people historically failed in acting upon them that you look up to, the sunnah of the Prophet is more worthy to be followed than the actions or the understanding of anyone afterwards. Rawahu Muslim. Their right is that you give them their right is you obey them and anything other than the disobedience of Allah. Fa'anwa'il ibn Hajr. Sa'ala Salma to Yazid al Jafi. رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال يا نبي الله أرأيت إن قامت علينا أمراء يسألون حقهم ويمنعون حقنا فما تأمرنا قال اسمعوا وأطيعوا فإنما عليهم ما حملوا وعليكم ما حملتم رواه مسلم We have another hadith from the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم from Wa'ir ibn Hujr وسدد سلمة بن يزيد الجعفي said O Allah O Prophet of Allah Do you see that if they were leaders in charge who ask for our, they ask for their rights, but they prevent our rights. They ask for their rights to be fulfilled, but they don't give us our rights. What do you command us? He said, listen and obey. Because upon them is what they bear, and upon you is what you bear. Everybody will be responsible for himself. And hadith of Ubadah ibn Samit, may Allah be pleased with him. قال, بايعنا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم على السمع والطاعة في العسر واليسر والمنشط والمكره uh, we we gave a pledge and allegiance. We pledged to the Prophet ﷺ to hear and obey in difficulty and in ease and what we like and in what we hate. And that we will not contend with the people of authority. We will not try to take the authority from them. Unless you see him committing an undeniable act of disbelief for which you have proof from Allah regarding. Because if we turn away from obeying them, we would have violated the, uh, the rule of obedience. The one due to which that, that violation of yours will necessitate and result in great matters and tremendous calamities. Ask for the matters which are open to interpretation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If only they learned and understood. Ask for the matters which are open for interpretations. And it is among the difference of opinion among the scholars. If the people in charge commit them, it is not permissible for us to disobey them and to oppose them in this regard. However, it is obligatory in us to advise them according to the best of our ability in those matters in which they violated. In matters where there's no room for Ishtihad. There's no room for exerting oneself to arrive at an opinion. As for the matters that are open to difference of opinion. We discuss the matter with them and research it in a manner of, of appreciation and respect. So that we may show them the truth. And we have a nice discussion with them about the issues. Like having a work, workshop. Not in a manner where you're criticizing them. And you're trying to be victorious. 
As for opposing them and not obeying them, it is not from the way of Ahlul Sunnah. It is not from the way of Ahlul Sunnah. Allahu Akbar. What, what else do I say? I don't know how clear. Those lessons are for you, my brothers and sisters in Islam. And they maintain the congregational prayers. They maintain and observe the congregationals. That we should establish a congregational prayer for the five daily prayers. They fulfill them perfectly. So, so much so that when they hear the call of prayer, they respond and they pray with the Muslims. Whoever does not observe the five daily prayers, then he has, he has missed out on having a quality or, or an attribute or a trait of al-Sunnah just like those other groups have. Perhaps under the concept of jama'a congregation, congregation is actually agreeing upon an opinion and not having a difference about it. This is what the Prophet gave us an advice to Mu'adh ibn Jabal and Abu Musa al-Ash'ari when he sent him to Yemen. He said, make things easy and do not make things difficult. And give people glad tidings and don't cause them to go run away from you. And work with each other. Co uh, uh, collaborate with each other and do not differ amongst yourselves. Rawahu al-Bukhari. Hello. And they also find it part of the religion to uh, give sincere advice to the Ummah. Meaning they worship Allah in a manner via the, the, the vehicle of giving sincere advice to the Ummah. And they perceive this to be a religion, part of the religion. Perhaps a person might give advice or counseling to the ummah, but the intent behind it is not to worship Allah. Maybe he's doing it out of jealousy. He could be doing it out of fear of punishment. It could be that his intention is that he has uh, these good traits and character and manners that he want the Muslims to have. Among other reasons. However, those people, they give sincere advice to the Ummah as means of obeying Allah and be and applying his religion. Because of the hadith of Prophet regarding the hadith of Tamim ibn Awsid Dari, Religion is sincere advice. Religion is sincere advice. He said, they, they said, to who, O Messenger of Allah? He said, to, to the book of to Allah and His book and His Messenger, وسلم, and to the uh, uh, Imams of the Muslims and their common folks and the regular people. So, being sincere, what does it mean to have sincere? The religion is sincere advice to Allah meaning having sincerity to actually arrive and to reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his pleasure. And the sincere sincerity towards the Prophet والسلام, is the uh, sincerity uh, in obeying him. This necessitates that you defend the deen of Allah. الذي جاء به رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم. The one that Prophet ﷺ brought. ولهذا قال ولكتابه. That's why he said and it's book. How do you show sincere advice to the book of Allah? By showing that it's the speech of Allah. And that it is descent, it's sent down, it is not created. And that you must believe its news and follow its commands. 
وهو كذلك يعتقد في نفسه and you should believe all that in and within yourself on your own وأمة المسلمين as for the imams of the Muslim كل من والله الله أمر من أمور المسلمين anyone whom Allah عز وجل made in charge of any matter of the matters of affair of the affairs of the Muslims فهو إمام في ذلك الأمر he is considered to be an imam in this matter فهناك إمام عام كرئيس الدولة there is a general imam like the head of the state وهناك إمام خاص and there is a specific imam كالأمير like the prince والوزير and the minister والمدير and the principal والرئيس and the president وإمة المساجد even the imams of the masajid وغيرهم and others as for the عامة وعمتهم يعني عامة المسلمين وهم التابعون للأئمة that would be the general masses of Muslims who follow these imams ومن أعظم أئمة المسلمين العلماء and among the greatest imams of the Muslim are the scholars والنصيحة العلماء المسلمين هي نشر محاسنهم as for showing sincerity and to the uh, Muslim uh, scholars is by spreading their good والكف عن مساويهم and to refrain from their evil والحرص على إصابتهم سوابا you being keen on them attaining the truth بحيث يرشدهم إذا أخطأوا ويو guide them if they make a mistake ويبين لهم الخطأ الخطأ على وجه لا يخدش كرامتهم and showing them the mistake in a manner that doesn't uh, affect their uh, their uh, dignity ولا يحط من قدرهم and he does not belittle them tell that to our brother Muhammad Hijab who uh, uh, seems to be doing exactly the opposite of all that in the name of you know uh, showing the people the truth and and being unapologetic about uh, you know what position he follows in the context we wind up belittling those senior scholars and the king of that and the top-notch leader of all time is none but Yasser Qadi he is the pioneer of speaking ill of the scholars and making you feel like they're a bunch of fools who don't know what's going on because they didn't they're not bilingual and they didn't study where he studied and they weren't brought uh, they weren't raised uh, 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 they weren't born and raised in America so these, you know, Arab uh, scholars are mutakhallifin. They're backwards and they don't know the difference between a radio and a TV. Only him, mashaAllah, tabarakallah, the genius of all times, yani is the one worthy of ilm and knowledge because, you know, mashaAllah, he was so amazing in, in back in Medina University. Uh, so he started that trend. And of course, he started that sunnah and he will bear the sin of that sunnah as other uh, public speakers who are as ignorant as he is, follow him in on his footsteps. Yalla, all of them together, they will yuhsharu uh, jami'an sawiyan, ba'duhum ma'ba'd, because they all love each other. Uh, you will be with the ones that, who, who you love. You love Yasir Qadi, yalla, inshallah, you will be with him on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Unless Allah guides him. لِأَنَّ تَخْطِئَةَ الْعُلَمَاءَ عَلَى وَجْنِ يَحُطُّ مِنْ قَدْرِهِمْ ضَرَرٌ عَلَى مُومِ الْإِسْلَامِ Because... Uh, Highlighting the mistakes of the scholars in a manner in which belittles their their uh, status has a general uh, harm upon the Muslims upon Islam. Because the the common people, if they see the scholars declaring each other to be misguided, they will they will you know they will disregard them. They won't give them any more uh, respect or attention. They say all of these people, one is refuting and one is being refuted. Uh, we don't know who's upon the truth they will not then take the opinion of any one of them however if the scholars respected each other and each one would guide his brother secretly if he's wrong but he uh, announces to the people the correct opinion this would be among the greatest sincere advice to the scholars of the uh, Muslims وقول المؤلف للأئمة يشمل الأئمة والعامة فأهل السنة والجماعة يدينون بالنصيحة للأئمة أئمتهم وعامتهم so the أئمة includes the common people أهل السنة والجماعة they see it as part of the religion to give sincere advice to the imams and to the common folks وكل وكان مما يبيع الرسول عليه السلام أصحابه والنصح لكل مسلم among the things the Prophet would take as a pledge from his companions is to show sincere advice to every Muslim فإذا قال قائل ما هو بزين نصيحة للأمة If a person would say what is the scale How do we gauge giving advice to the أمة فالميزان هو ما أشار إليه النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام بقوله لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه How would we know what to gauge How to gauge it It is known by the hadith of the Prophet عليه الصلاة والسلام None of you should believe until he loves for a brother what he loves for himself فإذا عاملت الناس هذه المعاملة فهذا هو تمام النصيحة If you treat people that way That is the most excellent type of sincere advice 
فقبل ان تعامل صاحبك بنوع من معامل من المعامله فكر before you treat your companion in a particular way reflect هل ترضى ان يعاملك شخصا بها شخص بها do you accept that a person treats you like that فان كنت لا ترضى فلا تعامله if you yourself are not pleased then don't treat him in a similar manner طيب and that will conclude this particular discussion mashallah perfect timing to end Hey, so I am on page. I'll figure it out later, inshallah. Bye. Stop sharing. Hey, Allah, I'm starting. What does it mean to affirm the Zahir meaning of the attributes of Allah, like the hands, feet, eyes? Meaning we accept them as, as per what is understood in the Arabic language without denying the meaning or without likening Allah to his creation. So when Allah Azza wa Jal says that he has hands, we say we don't we're not going to say what is meant by hand is power or uh, ability or this because that is not what the term hand means in Arabic. Generally speaking, that is not what it means. The fact that it has certain meanings that are contextual and there has to be other uh, matters in the sentence that will make you understand them in that metaphorical sense they might have a metaphorical meaning you have no right to give that metaphorical meaning as the initial understanding you have to take the literal meaning while bearing in mind that there's nothing like Allah because Allah says so there's nothing like Allah that's it so that's what it meant Allah has hands Allah has hands now don't think about it don't don't delve on it we don't say Allah's hands like this or like that. No, 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 no. That's all beyond us. But for me to deny an apparent meaning what of the word hand means, and especially when there are hadith that speak about fingers and that Allah Azza wa Jal, that the earth will be in Allah's uh, grip on Yawm Al Qiyamah. How else are you gonna how else are you gonna understand it? You know how 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 can you give a metaphorical meaning? You can't. You have other, awamil. Uh, 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 matters within the language that will give you that initial meaning. So we accept the literal meaning without denying it and without likening Allah Azza wa Jal to His creation. Now, go back to the early classes. May Allah grant you Jannah for us. Amin ya Rabbi wa iyyakum Habibi. When when is someone able to seek knowledge even if his parents are against him? When is someone able to seek knowledge? Uh, don't don't seeking knowledge is 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 a recommended act of worship obeying your parents is obligatory please try to work it out with them so that you're able to learn islam without causing conflict at home now barakallah wa alaikum salam rahmatullah joshua may allah bless you in your family i mean habibi please let me know how to not want to punch a khariji in his tooth when he calls our respected teacher something vile like a snake I, I I hear you. I feel you, Akhi. Wallah al-Azim. Yani, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they, 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 I'm amazed. I'm amazed. I'm amazed at the, uh, uh, the, the lack of manners and the audacity to, to say that. I, I'm, I'm pretty, look, I'm not the nicest guy out there. That's, 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 that's called a spade a spade. I have my, my uh, uh, history of refutations. But if you go through it, you will not find me using this kind of language. Like, I can never call a Muslim a bootlicker. Wallah, I'm not joking. You could be the most deviant person on earth. I cannot call you a bootlicker. I mean, these are some terms that just have to be, they're just too much. You know, I, I, don't, I don't remember ever calling a Muslim a snake. I call you a deviant. I may call you a fool. Call you an ahbal. Mashi. But their level is next level. Ala kulli hal. Uh, be patient, Habib. Be, Allah will give us our rights on, on the day of retribution. Um, is asking, Salaam alaikum alaikum salam. In uni, many Muslims don't come class or don't pay attention. Take notes. One example here, they all ask me for my notes and my summaries. Must I give? No, you should not. They should make their own. Otherwise, it's, it's a form of cheating. Now, unless they have a valid excuse why they missed the class. You know, they missed the class, they need help from you, fine. But for them to be negligent and lazy and then come take your hard work and then they pass when they're, the under, they're underqualified, la, my infa. It's not okay. Nah. Salam alaikum, salam alaikum, salam. When I was young, I foolishly cursed some people a lot. I regret that. What should I do now? Make dua for them only? Yeah. Make dua for them. And if you can mention they're good, mention they're good. Just like you curse them, mention the good that they you know about them in front of other people. Now. Nah. 
advice for people who are obsessed with uh, MBS and Saudi rulers and what they're all doing while they live in countries of the court. I, Ibn Battuta, يعني, what was I given in the class, Habibi? I, that's exactly what I did. I gave him advice. I told him, get out of the land of Kufr first and then come over here and give the nasiha to the imam. My, my Daniel and his, uh, his clan are so brave. They talk smack all the way from there. Come. First, let, let you get, let, get, first get out of the land of Kufr. Come over here. Come over here and go give him nasiha in person. Tell him that, you know, they shouldn't do this and they shouldn't do that. But tawfiq, inshallah. Next. Is it permissible to work as a middleman in business? For example, helping dentists get more patients? Yes, it is permissible. This is the same answer I gave yesterday, uh, Abdul Fattah. Where were you, brother? Do you believe in the term madkhali? Of course I don't believe in the term madkhali. This is another coin term that these uh, haters and these mubtadi'ah came up with to divert the people from, from uh, the way of the Salaf. Uh, Sheikh Rabi' al-Madkhali is from the Mashayikh of Salafiyya. Uh, I... I don't have to agree with him on, on everything, just like I don't agree with Sheikh Albani Rahman on everything, and I don't agree with Sheikh Bin Uthaymin on everything, and no, I don't agree with Sheikh Bin Baz on everything. None of us does. No true Salafi agrees with all the scholars. On, yeah, Sheikh, those three scholars, Asan, they differed. Bin Baz and, and Albani differed on tens of matters from the kufr of Tariq al Salat to not uh, the zakah of gold, the zakah of, of the jewelry, and uh, to matters of uh, man, hijab and niqab. The obligation of wearing niqab or not, man, they, they differed on some 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 profound matters, and I don't follow any one of them blindly, so that's fine. And Sheikh Rabia is one of our mashayikh. He has some positions that I don't have to adhere to, nor does anyone else. But uh, that term is used by those who want to cause uh, uh, confusion and chaos among the Muslims. So you won't be surprised that they call you Jami and Madkhali and Sheikh. It's the same old story. Next. Ustad, can you share with us? Come on. Next, let's, we've we've already seen this before. He asked yesterday. We know that it's not a question. I lead students in prayer at uni, and they started laughing behind me because of my recitation. I don't know why. Well, I don't know why either. You seem quite forgiving. My blood goes hot when I see something like that. It's okay, Habibi, because you have to have a little thick skin when you're in Darwa, uh, Abu Zubair. You you have to have. Uh, a thick skin, you have to be patient. You have to know that this is the way of the prophets. They were harmed, fi sabilillah. They were cursed, fi sabilillah. They were called sahirun, majnoon, kahin, sha'ir. Everything that the people deemed to be insulting, they gave it to the prophets and the messengers. Some prophets and messengers were killed. They were killed for calling people to tawheed. What are we doing? The, the, most, the most that happens to me is that someone tells me, when I see you, I'm going to knock you out. Say, okay, mashallah, what a, what a ramble. Or someone curses me in, on YouTube. Zakallah khair. I need good deeds. I'm a miskeen. I am a good deeds miskeen guy. I don't have enough good deeds in my book. And I have a lot of sins. And those who know me personally know. I have a lot of sins in my book. Not enough good deeds in my book. So when people actually slander me and lie against me. And they talk smack. I, I, they're giving me good deeds that I really, really need. Give me more. Give me more. Keep talking smack. It's okay. I'm not going to die from them. It bothers me a little bit, but I'm a grown man. I drink a cup of coffee and everything is okay again. Thank you, coffee. Next. Views on Muawiyah. What views on Muawiyah? Be quiet about the Sahaba. That's what you do. I have no view on Muawiyah. Who am I to have a view on Muawiyah? We don't speak. From the way of Ahl-Sunnah Jama'ah, we don't speak and we don't criticize. And we don't highlight, we don't dwell on the differences that happen among the Sahaba. They were all seeking the pleasure of Allah. You work on yourself, ya 10B03 Adin Talha Imam. Work on yourself making it to Jannah. Muawiyah is done. He's done. He's finished his part. And Ali has finished his part. And the Sahaba finished their part. You, my friend, have a lot to worry about. And you could start by keeping the name of the Sahaba out of your mouth. Sincere advice to a Shi'i tendency question. Assalamu alaikum, alaikum salam. I have an Ikhwani mosque. You have an Ikhwani mosque? Demolish it, ya akhi. Ah, inviting Muhammad Didu and my other options are Diobandi, Tablighi, Masjid, and the Sufi mosque. Advice on how, which to choose. None, none. I cannot tell you to choose any. 
Don't get involved in any of this. You will bear the sin on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Yalla, next. And Mr. Neil Castro. One of the things that invalid person's prayer is laughing during the prayers. Make it known to them. Good point. We already answered that. Wa alaikum salam, rahmatullah, Ilhan. Ilhan, are you a male or a female? Is it permissible to walk forward in congregation when I see a gap in the line after I've said the takbir? Of course it is permissible. Of course. Rather, it is, according to some, obligatory to fill the gaps, even if you started the salah. Now, Abu Talha is in the house. Assalamu alaikum, alaikum salam. Okay. Thank you, Ilhan. Can I say... Can I stay in Kafir country to go to university then work in a Muslim country like Saudi? Some of the scholars allow it if you're able to protect yourself from the environment and the evil of the environment. If you're able to maintain your Islam and practice Islam publicly, inshallah. Nah. Because nowadays you need qualifications to stay in a Muslim country. Uh, brother, I agree with you that you're saying that what you're saying about Daniel said that he has to take care of his parents. That's why he hasn't left Bilad al-Kufur. Okay. That's good. Uh, is any uh, uh, making a lot of uh, money from uh, Alasna to be able to bring his family with him? He can't bring him with him to the land of uh, Islam, or his parents also don't want the land of Islam. I, I'm just saying. I, or I'm not. Look, look, I understand. I understand. A lot of you, a lot of you can't go out. You can't leave. I understand. I might find myself in a situation where I have to go back to the land of Kufr. I don't know either. Okay, all I'm saying is if you're comfortably staying there and you're not making any effort, you have no such intentions, but you're still talking about the Muslim lands, then that's just hypocritical. However, I do understand that some people have no choice but to live in the land of disbelief. So, yeah, thank you for making that uh, clarification so that we, we don't want to wrong anyone. I, again, even if I hate his guts, fi sabilillah, I'm not going I, I refuse to wrong someone or oppress them just because I differ, differ with them. Haram, it's haram. We have to fear Allah Azza wa Jal. Now, next. If one is traveling on an airplane and I will probably have to pray Dhor and Asr on the plane, do I combine or separate if the land I'm traveling, I will be there for three weeks? It doesn't matter. You're on an airplane, you go on to combine and uh, shorten the salah. Now. Salam alaikum alaikum salam. Should we stop a woman who are we are responsible for and going outside, uncover and advise them on other haram things they do? If we fear that practicing less leaving Islam after doing so. It depends on who it is, yeah, 099 Val. If this is your daughter or your wife, then yes, you have that authority. And if they go on to leave Islam because of that, then, you know, and, and you're just simply, uh, 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 you're, you're making them apply basic Islam, then let them go. Let them go. Let them, they want to leave Islam, they will burn in hell forever, not you. Uh, you still have a responsibility towards them. If it is, however, your sister, your mom, it's a different story. You don't have that kind of authority over them. You can advise them, uh, you know, but you cannot impose it on them per se. Now, what do you think about the AIM conference, Ustad? I think that it missed the AIM. They aimed, but they missed the target. Um, uh, I think it was, I mean, the, the, the uh, I, uh, I don't know what to say. I'm sad. I, I warned them. I advised them. They accepted the advice, but I guess logistically they were not able to do anything about it, and it just it just went out of control. But Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa asa an takrahu shay'an wa huwa khayrun lakum. Perhaps you might hate something that is good for you. Wallahu ya'lamu antum la ta'lamun at the end of the ayah, and you, Allah knows and you don't you know not. I am glad it happened because nobody now has any second doubts about where Daniel stands. It's clear now. Everybody knows what's up. Is it okay to name myself Jannat al-Firdaus on YouTube? Zakallah khair, brother. Inshallah, no harm in that. When are you going to come to Australia? When you invite me. Thoughts on Abu Taymiyyah saying on Twitter that the dua need to focus on unity, but he didn't say we should unite on haqq. That is understood by default. Uh, we, you should know Abu Taymiyyah. And Abu Taymiyyah is not a mubtadi'. Um, he might have some 
uh, issues here and there that are problematic. Like I have issues here and there that are problematic. And every day, if you're going to dig deeper, you're going to find some things that you will disagree with, positions he has, affiliations he has, statements he made. But the overall will, will help you understand the, the particulars. Overall, we know that he is not trying to unite with the people of Bid'a. I mean, who, who called out Daniel in actually this AIM conference and made an issue out of what Daniel said? It was him showing you that he really doesn't care. He, he's doing his own thing and he thinks this is what is right. So even if he doesn't say we should unite upon Haq, it is understood from the general da'wah of Abu Taybiya that he means upon Haq. He doesn't mean that we're going to unite with the uh, evil innovators. Now, so you give him the benefit of the doubt in your interpretation. Hey. Salam alaikum wa alaikum salam Abi Sani. A lady was told to leave her husband's house because the husband had argument with the relatives of the wife. She refused. Now the dad disowned her and told the relatives to disown her. Whoa. Can a lady disobey her parents if they ask her to leave her husband's house? Of course. <laughs> she's not allowed to obey her parents. Yo, she's not allowed to obey her parents. Once a woman is married, then the, the obedience now shifts to her husband, not her father or her mother anymore. You did not know? You guys did not know? A woman's obedience to her parents is shifted to the husband upon marriage. The husband has the authority now, not the, not the daddy. Daddy's out of the picture. Daddy can still tell her to do things that don't conflict with hubby. But if there's a conflict between hubby and daddy, then hubby give, is given precedence. Otherwise, the family would go crazy. Imagine, imagine, uh, let's say your father-in-law doesn't like you. So you tell your wife, hey, give me a seven up. And the father-in-law says, no, don't give him a seven up. So you say, oh, okay then. Sorry, hubby, no seven up for you. Diet seven up. No, no, nothing. Why? My dad said no. Hello, salamat. And I married you while I married your father. He tells his wife, I, I don't want you to work. Her father tells her, I want you to go get a job. She leaves the house. She leaves the house. So I'm obeying my father and my mother. Get out of here with that stuff. You got to obey your husband. Sheesh. What about Arabic news channels with women? What about them? How to deal with parents that don't want us to seek knowledge is focus on school. By being patient, finish your school and then seek knowledge. Seek knowledge on the side instead of playing video games. Literally, my parents don't want to go to Bilad al-Muslimin. What do I do? I am masul over them. I am masul over them. Be patient, Habibi. Be patient. May Allah make it easy for you. We need to end this already. Is it permissible to seek the knowledge of subjects like math and physics? Of course it is permissible. If an individual friend of mine has an issue which makes the ayah approach in the prayer in the state um, permissible, impossible? Wait. What does my friend do? Go back. If an individual friend of mine has an issue which makes the ayah approach in the prayer in the state um, impossible? I don't understand. Yes, Stephen Miller. I'm sorry, Habibi. I don't understand what you mean. I, I, I think I know the ayah referring to whether it is Janaba or the one about alcohol. I don't get it. Uh, when can we be harsh in advising someone and shouldn't, shouldn't we avoid mocking speech or terms and be gentle and humble to bring them closer to Allah? Yes. Yes, we should strive. But there are occasions for everything. There were times when the Prophet ﷺ was harsh. There were times when the Prophet ﷺ was firm. And there were times when the Prophet ﷺ was gentle and kind. People always want to remember the gentle and kind approach. And they don't want to remember the firm approaches. And yeah, there are many from the history and the biography of the Prophet ﷺ. And we cannot enumerate them right now and give a whole lecture about it. But they are, I've cited them many times in the past. So, Every situation requires a particular thing to say. But the overall should be gentle and humble. And we should avoid mocking speech. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when we don't, we fall short. At least I'm not in denial. I don't claim uh, uh, to be uh, doing anything perfectly. I know my mistakes. I know my shortcomings. I struggle with them. I, I beg Allah uh, to help me overcome them. I acknowledge them. I'm not uh, uh, in denial and I'm not arrogant. 
to un- I understand that I approach things sometimes too aggressively, uh, too jokingly, uh, you know, offensively. I understand. I know. So there's a difference between uh, claiming that it's right and between knowing that it's wrong. However, this is my weakness and this is my character. And we, you know, I strive to become better with time. Now. Okay, that's it. That's the last question, inshallah. In what way does touching the wife break the wudu? Or better, which way doesn't break the wudu? Okay, touching your wife in any way does not break the wudu unless you touch her, unless you touch your wife um, with uh, in a way that is sexual or in a way which leads to uh, madhi or, or uh, you know, the pre the, the arousement or the, the liquid that uh, comes out from your private part upon being excited. So when a man is is, is sexually excited, um, he has an, an, an erection or even without the erection, there's there's liquid that comes out uh, before, uh, that comes out from his, his private part. And that is najis, it is impure and it uh, nullifies the wudu. And it requires that that your 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 boxers or your underwear is actually sprinkled with water in the place where that liquid is, and so that is the type of touching that you know sensual type of touching that will affect your wudu. Otherwise, if you just touch her, like you know, some, give her a tap on the back, hey, how's it going? And there's nothing uh, associated with that. Make sure you don't knock her out though. Then that's all good. Then that's all good. It doesn't affect you. And a man knows. A man can make a distinction. He knows himself. He knows what type of touching is going to mess with his brain and what type of touching is natural. Some men, however, have no control. Some men are are, are fragile. As soon as he, you know, with the smallest touch, خلاص, he's half done. This guy say, once you make wudu, stay away from your wife. Don't look at her. Don't stare at her. Don't observe her. Go do your salah and then uh, become uh, Zoro in the room afterwards. Anyway, um, that was the last question. Uh, wait, approaching the prayer intoxicated as as in he has a problem and cannot fix. Oh, he cannot stop drinking. Yeah, Sheikh. No, we need you need to advise him. Akhi. You need to advise him. This guy's, you know, the, the, according to some hadith, he will not enter Jannah. Among them, Sharibul Khamr, Sharibul Khamr, the drinker, the consumer of alcohol. That brother needs a, a, a very, very well-articulated advice so that he can stop that. Otherwise, his salah is invalid. We'll catch you guys soon. Inshallah, thank you for tuning in. Subhanakallah, bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfiru wa alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.